And welcome back to Things Christians Want to Know. And this is Nate Johnstone, and I am here with Paul Anderson. Hello, Nate. Hey, hey. And so last week we started a new series on parenting. This is something that Christians definitely want to know, according to a lot of research, particularly anonymous polls, parenting advice, parenting help is always towards the top of the list. And so we are trying to get at what are some of the things that our own parents did really well and what are some things that we learned from them. I, I, I remember as a kid occasionally having the thought, I won't do that when I'm a parent. I won't do this when I'm a parent. Um, it would be interesting if I had actually taken notes on that, those things to go back and look now yes. and see which of those I now understand why they did those things and I have in fact doing the same things. I do occasionally hear my mom come out of my mouth. <laughs> When I say stuff to my kids, which is always really ironic. Um, but what are some things, Paul, that you learned from your own parents that you'd made sure to do with your own kids? Okay. My parents were in that powerful builder generation. They weren't mentors. They didn't probe. They didn't ask questions. They didn't dig into our lives, and I wish they would have more because I wish I would have done that as same thing more. But they were powerful examples. Hmm. On those rare moments when I would get up early, I would find my dad in the living room, sitting in his favorite chair with the Bible open. Hmm. And he was having his own personal time with the Lord. And that was sometimes 5.30 or 6. And that would be followed by then he would bring the family together later in the morning, 7, 7.30, and we would have devotions together. So they did that. They did it well. And we did that. And it was a part of our life. And so the kids now, they love God's word. And they love the church. They love the people of God. Hmm. Because... My parents, church was a part of what we did. We we went to church. In fact, one story that is burned into my memory, I asked my dad once, Dad, can I go over to Johnny's? It was Sunday. Can I go over to Johnny's? And he said, yes. Well, I assumed that meant I could skip. Mm -hmm. And so later in the day, he had already moved. I was staying at Johnny's house to finish out my sophomore year in high school. And he said, so how was church? And I said, Dad, I went to Johnny's. I didn't go to church. And he looked at me quietly for quite a while. <laughs> a dad look? It, it wasn't a scorn. He, he, didn't, he never scorned. He never uh, had a, a, a snarly look. But he looked, and it made me uncomfortable. And then he said, quietly, will you ever do that again? <laughs> and I almost cried as I said, no, Dad. And I, I have taken his value, his value. Of that I would, I'd like to say to him now, Dad, I kept my promise. Mm -hmm. I did what you said. Because uh, it, it, I almost... Uh, cried when I said it because he was so sincere and so strong. So it wasn't but, a guilt trip. 
never raised his voice, never once, never once raised his voice with me and uh, never scowled at me. Or uh, he, he was a gentle man, but he let me know what his values were. And so by example, I found myself doing the same thing. The thing that I regret I'm a mentor now. You know that. I mm -hmm. mentor people. I ask them questions. I probe. But I didn't do that to my kids when they were younger. Mm -hmm. When they became older teenagers, I did. But I wish I would have started sooner. So I regret that. But I'm thankful that Karen and I, by our loving the Word of God, by having our own life in God with the Scriptures, and, and she still is so strong in that area and will tell me, hey, did you read the Psalms yet? Because here, I want to share this verse with you. The kids have picked that up. They love hmm. the Word of God because of the example. So uh, we did a lot of things wrong, but I'm thankful that, that we did that right. I have one funny story that I love to tell. I like to run as, uh, as I... Uh, had two friends who were runners in seminary, and I wasn't a runner in high school or college, but I got to San Pedro and I started running, and it, it became a part of my regular discipline to run and to memorize scripture as I was running. And so uh, I told uh, my boys, I said, I'm going for a run. Once in a while, the older ones would go with me. Andrew mm -hmm. or Gabriel would go with me. And I said, I'm going for a run. Israel heard, and Israel was four or five, probably five. And he said, I want to go. I said, no, I'm going <laughs> for a longer one. And he said, I can keep up with you. Well, I knew this wouldn't be one of my longer runs. and But I couldn't turn him down. How could a dad turn down his boy who was saying he wants to run with his dad? You know, that was special. So we ran for a block and a half. A block, yeah. <laughs> And then he said, he didn't say I'm tired. He said, now let's walk. <laughs> and I uh, put him up my shoulders and kept running. Mm -hmm. Of course, slowed me down a bit. Well, when I run, I spit. I don't spit at people. I spit into the bushes <laughs> and uh, just a habit. Well, when I spit, Israel spits. <laughs> And uh, his spit didn't go as far as my spit. You know, it'd go about to the end of my arm, and I'd say, gross, don't do that. Well, I'd run a little longer, and I would forget what happened mm -hmm. because it's my habit. And I'd spit again. Guess who would spit again? Yep. What's going on there? It's crazy. I, I coached... Uh, Andrew, he's our oldest, and he was he's tall, he's six five, and he played basketball, and I was coaching his team one year, and I got down in the huddle in a stance with my hands on my knees, crouched down, intensely looking at other players, and we we're talking about uh, what we were going to do, strategize. Israel, age two, jumped out of the stands, got down, crouched in the same exact position as me. I didn't even see him. Karen jumped out of the stands, took a picture because it was it was so dramatic. Yeah. And I looked at that and I said, what is going on here? What is that? And here's what I, I believe is happening. Uh -huh. Like father, like child. Kids almost worship 
mom and dad. Mom is the most beautiful person in the world. Dad is the most handsome. And uh, he's the strongest. Mm -hmm. My daddy can beat up your daddy. And so uh, it's almost worship. And yeah. that is so that as we begin to open their hearts to God, having loved us, it will be natural for them to love the Father in heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's, with our kids, thank God, yeah. that did happen because they felt our love, they saw our example, and they wanted to do as we did and wanted to be who we were. And yeah. so now, I pray, pass us by. Do better than we did. Here's the sad part of this, Nate. What happens when those parents that they have every right to trust and they're worshiping, they're the, they're the most wonderful person, when that person begins to show them that they're not that important, that their work is more important, yeah. or that some other woman, God forbid, or uh, some uh, other lifestyle that they choose, and golf scores are more important than homework scores, that child, something happens within them. Mm -hmm. And I call it a father wound. It's a wound that uh, doesn't go away with time. It stays there because what do they do with it? What, they, they wonder, who am I? I'm a, am I a pile of junk? My dad's not even interested in me. I, yeah. they, they don't care. And so it's... Uh, Thankfully, our kids don't have father wounds, and yours don't either, because they're experiencing love, and ours experience love. But so many, mm -hmm. I find all over. I think most, really, probably, to some degree or another. Yeah. Because hey, I, think, I think you're right. There is something inherent in us as God's created beings made in his image that we want to be like our parents. It's mm -hmm. just natural. Yes. There's something natural about how we were created that we want to be like our parents and become more like them. And I think it matures then into to become more like our Heavenly Father. Right on. And I think that's good. It's right. And it's it's cute when you see the examples like Israel spitting on you um, is a great example. Literally just walking in here today, folks, um, I park my car in the driveway. And as I'm pulling up, I see a, an example of this. And I thought it was so great that I yelled at Paul to come down to the end of the driveway to see it with me. So it's just a few, I don't know, hour ago. Um, Paul's neighbor is outside mowing his lawn. And he's got his lawnmower, old, old style push mower. And he's got some sort of noise blocking headphones big giant princess leia looking headphones like i'm wearing right now and paul's wearing right now um and he's mowing the lawn and behind him is a very tiny person who is also wearing big headphones and who is also in this case pulling a lawnmower made of plastic and he's pulling it instead of pushing it and so here's the dad actually mowing the lawn and the little boy i believe it was a boy following dad around and he's got the exact same headgear dad's got. And he's got the tinier person version of the lawnmower. And yeah. he's literally following his dad every step. And at yeah. one point it was a problem because the dad like pushed it under a tree and then backed up and the kid rammed into the dad's backside. And it was pretty funny. Um, and, you know, what is that? Well, it's the same thing. I want, yeah. I want to mow the lawn. Well, you literally can't push the lawnmower. I can. I can. I want to do it. Okay. Well, someone, the mom, the dad, maybe one of the grandparents thought, okay. Let's get him a toy lawnmower. 
and he can go out and mow the lawn with dad. Yes. And I remember my my little sister, uh, we got her a toy broom when she was real little because she wanted to clean because we were cleaning. She wanted to clean. Why were we the only ones who got to do chores? And we're like, you're lucky you don't have to do chores. This is the bad part of life, you know. <laughs> As older brothers, we weren't the best examples all the time. Um, but by the time she was four or five, she was using the real broom. She's like, I'm done with this toy. I want to actually sweep the floor. And yeah. she would do it. And she did just as good of a job as we did. Um, so there's something, there is something natural about wanting to be like your parents. And so, and I'm sure we can all think back to times when we did that. Um, I was thinking back and, and I can remember I, I was five, maybe six years old. My dad was shaving. I used to like watching him shave because I found it intriguing. And it was something that mom didn't do. And I found out when I was much older that mom did shave her legs, but that was a different thing that I would never have to do. And so I would see my dad shave and I would beg, I want to shave too. I want to shave. And he'd be like, no, you don't need to shave. You don't have any hair yet. When you're older, you'll, you'll need to. And no, I want to do it. You'll cut yourself. There's, there's a blade in here and you can cut yourself. And I would see him. I saw him a couple of times, Nick himself shaving. So I was like, Ooh, okay. This is serious business. But at some point, I prevailed upon him by annoying him enough that he gave me some sort of uh, bladeless razor. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he made something or just ripped the blade out of one. Um, But he gave it to me and he would let me put a little bit of shaving cream on my cheeks and scrape it off so that I was shaving with dad. And I have that vivid memory. Um, Good for him. So Yeah, good for him. And and I, I remember that. It was a good, it's a great memory. Of me as a kid. It's yes. a happy memory. It makes me, like when I think about the emotions of that memory, I feel included sure. and, I don't know, safe maybe is the right word or, you know, fathered, I guess would be the mm-hmm. accurate word. But um, it's a good memory. And I want to give my kids those memories mm-hmm. too. And I want to parent in such a way that when they see my example it'll be a good thing to think about and a good thing to remember. And I, I ask myself that question all the time. What are my kids going to remember? Mm-hmm. Are they going to remember daddy gets grouchy if he didn't sleep enough? <laughs> are they going to remember daddy gets grouchy if he hasn't had his coffee yet? I know that's, that's kind of a family story of in the morning, do you need some coffee? <laughs> I know another uh, one of... Sarah's cousins, whose kid says that to her in the morning if she's not being as happy as the kid would like. Mommy, do you need coffee? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. I'm just saying that kids see that. Sure. Kids really do get a lot more than we think they get. And I think this is a good time for a little sermon. I will allow it. You think that's a good idea? Yes. There aren't too many places in the New Testament that speak to the issue of parenting specifically. But in Ephesians 4, Paul, after addressing the children about obedience and honor, he addresses the fathers, not the mothers and fathers, he addresses the fathers. And he says, do not provoke your children to anger, Hmm. but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of of the Lord. I want to say to fathers and mothers, your kids are watching you. 
You are their heroes early in life. And if you live in a way that honors God, you will be their heroes through their teen years, through their young adult years. And so I challenge you, I exhort you to live a life of wholeness and a life of holiness so that your kids will not grow up with a father wound or a mother wound. And Nate, you and I will have to pray for them or someone else will have to pray for them, Mm -hmm. healing, because they were walking the streets in Minneapolis late at night, finding someone that valued them, and they will find someone because they felt like their dad didn't value them. Mm. So please, dad, show them how important they are by giving them time, by giving them attention, by giving them love, by teaching them trades, by teaching them a love for the word of God, by teaching them that to be a part of a church and to share in the life of that church is a wonderful thing. I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. All my kids go to church, love church, love to be a part of a community because that was their experience growing up. Yeah. Amen. And I think to my own parents, both of whom had father wounds, Mm. um, both of whom had difficult, difficult relationships Mm -hmm. with their parents. My dad's dad died at 42 of alcoholism. Terrible. Maybe 43. So I never met him. Uh, My dad was only 19 when he died. And my mom's dad was Norwegian. Okay. From Norway, which if you don't, if you aren't real familiar with Scandinavian culture, they, Vikings weren't known for being real emotionally lovey-dovey. And so she never heard I love you. If you had said, and she never heard him say I love you to his wife. And she, she said she asked him once and he said, well, she knows. And the idea was, I told her at the wedding, or even if I didn't tell her, I married her, which showed it. And what else does she need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was how my mom that was the house my mom grew up in, you know. Uh-huh. And and so and so that his thinking was, I don't need to tell them things. I will show them by going to work and making money so that they can live well and have schooling and you know my grandma only went through eighth grade and so for her kids to go further than that showed that she loved them okay um but in my experience it was sure nice to hear it growing up yes it was sure nice to hear it and so my parents tried hard to overcome a lot of what they themselves had had to suffer through and by the time we were young children. They had been through healing from their father wounds and they had forgiven, you know, their parents and they had moved through a lot of that. And they really worked hard at playing catch up because they had two little boys at that time and realized they hadn't been Christians for very long. And they're like, we have a lot of making up to do. Mm-hmm. And so they worked for it. Mm-hmm. They went to classes, they read books, they went to Bible studies and studied parenting and how to parent the godly way. Good for them. And they actually worked for it. 
And I really respect that and appreciate it now as a parent myself. Sure. Because I know how busy I am. (laughs) And to throw in another class or another this or another that is sometimes really, really difficult. Even throwing in a podcast as I'm driving in the car or working out can be difficult sometimes. And so... I really am thankful now looking back that my parents put that time in because they realized that they hadn't seen that good example. And so they needed to find out what they should try to be like. Sure. And I think they did a pretty darn good job. When I was growing up, (laughs) I didn't always have that opinion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until later that I realized, you know, considering everything they overcame and and what they came from, they they were miraculous. Wow, parents, remarkable. Yeah, parents. They sure are wonderful now. The other thing is they've continued to grow in it. Yes, you know, my dad is was a better dad when my younger sister came around than he was when I was little, and I don't say that to shame him. I say that to honor him because he got better. He didn't stop trying to get better. He continued to get better. And my sister's much, she's almost 15 years younger. So she's a lot younger than I am. And he's better now at grandpaing my kids than he was even when we were kids. So he continues to improve. And he says that he flat out. And he's, oh, yeah, I'm better now than I was then. I was, cool. too, I was too concerned about this, too concerned about that, too concerned about this. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the memories I do remember is them talking about money and them being worried about stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I said, I'm not going to do this when I'm older. And I don't think we do much, but they have seen it a couple times. Because mm-hmm. Kaylee came up to me the other day and she's like, I'm sorry that the deck isn't getting done, Daddy. Mm. And I'm like, thanks? And she's like, <laughs> pe- she's like putting her arm around me consoling me so she had seen that i was really getting frustrated by this you know project we're trying to work on and dealing dealing with contractors and um saying casting dispersions on the whole profession of contracting um and she had obviously seen this and so i was like that was a that was like to me that was a okay be careful here nate She, sure. They are seeing everything and they can, kids can really sense your attitude. It's not one of the five senses. It's another one. And they can sense emotion. And when you are raging on the inside, even if you don't yell, mm-hmm. even if you don't swear, even if you don't do anything outward, they know you're sure upset. They, they can feel it. Mm-hmm. The hairs on the back of their neck stand up and they need to feel safe around mom and dad. And so when dad is scary... That's really scary, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I have snapped at them before when they've done stuff and it happens a lot more when I'm frustrated about something else or whatever. Um, and that's, I, I try really hard not to do that, but I, I need help. I, I have, I have found that I need to come to the Holy Spirit and ask for help. And that's what I, that's one of the things I want to talk about next week. i I feel a prayer coming on. I'd like to pray for those who had every right to trust their parents and that trust was violated Mm -hmm. through something that they did or did not do. They were ignored or they, they were not shown that they had value. And so they had to look other places for value. So I want to pray for those of you who are listening 
who perhaps have a father wound, a mother wound, someone significant in your life that you have a right to trust, and that trust was violated. Uh, time, we're told that time heals all wounds. That's a stupid statement because mm -hmm. it's simply not true. And you may be 80 years old and still struggling with a father wound. You can be healed. And so I pray, Father, that you would come and comfort those who are not properly valued, who didn't show, they, they weren't shown that they were special, that they were important, that they weren't given the time or treated with respect. We pray that you would give them grace to forgive erring parents so that they could be set free to receive what can come from that relationship in spite of the wounding. Mm -hmm. God, you can overcome evil with good with those who are able to release forgiveness yes. to those who have hurt them. Let that happen, even today as they're listening. Let them now release that to you mm -hmm. and find healing from this wound. We trust you to do that. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. So we'll continue this discussion about parenting next week. See you then. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.